Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Gamify Everything podcast. We cover everything metaverse, blockchain, Web3, and beyond. I'm your host, Monica Miller, and I hope everyone out there is having a great day today. It's sunny out here in Philadelphia, which is not surprising because it's always sunny here. Um, last week, we chatted with Jeff Donnelly of Megafans, a tournament platform for mobile esports where players are winning real cash prizes on the daily. You can check out episode 29 on your preferred podcast network or on any of Gamify's socials. Today, kind of in the same realm of competitive gaming for prizes, we'll be chatting with Ivan Rios, the co-creator of the Sheep Gaming Federation, which is a new team who has recently entered the esports and tournament space in titles like Super Mario Maker 2 and Smash. The Sheep Gaming Federation is dedicated to spreading values of mutual respect, integrity, and responsibility in their esports tournaments, while bringing awareness and education to what cryptocurrency is specifically the Shiba Inu token. So we're super excited to have you on the podcast. Ivan, come on down to the uh, stage here. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, the, the weather is fine over here as well. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, of course. Where are you at today? I am in uh, Downey, California, just at home. Uh, <laughs> enjoy being a dad. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking about uh, the esports and crypto uh, this new frontier. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to dive into it. And Ivan, I'm actually specifically interested in your journey because you're also an educator in um, post-secondary education, so in college um, and working with a lot of different people. So I'm really interested in what led you into the crypto space um, from your seat in academics. So for the longest time, I've always thought about investing, but I never really did it. I've always just talked about it. Until the pandemic hit and my partner, uh, she was like, just start investing, just do it. So I started investing in stocks through Robinhood and um, I started to invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And uh, my first experience was horrible because as soon as you buy the cryptocurrency, you, the usual reaction is that it, it dumps really hard and you're like, ah, and freak out and selling. So that's how I entered the crypto space. I lost money. And um, the more I started to research the Bitcoin white paper and then started to read the Ethereum white paper, I found out that this blockchain technology is actually extremely powerful. Mm. It's yeah. more than just a currency. Yeah. Would you mind expanding on that a little bit more? What was it that you learned about blockchain that you were like, aha, I get it and I'm on board? So the the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum is that Ethereum allows users to build on top of that network. It could be anything. And, and it, on the one hand, there is this is what gives cryptocurrency the bad name, that you can potentially do anything, make up any fake token and scam people. Uh, on the other hand, the technology is useful because it allows a space to find solutions for fees for transferring money, for voting in the future elections, uh, any type of public transaction that is dealing with money is going to forever become public in the mm. public eye with blockchain technology. Yeah. So it kind of takes that like hush hush feeling of the financial world and bringing that to light. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later today at the end of our conversation. So I'm going to table that one for now. But let's talk a little bit about the Sheep uh, Gaming Federation. So I know you're doing this on your free time after work with your brother. Um, would you mind talking a little bit more about what that conversation looked like when you guys approached each other? Hey, I think we should do this, get into esports and tournaments. Um, run me through the origin story of uh, the federation. 
So it started with my brother creating the Super Versus League, and he created this uh, organization to have a space specifically for Super Mario Maker 2 players, which were always questioning why there wasn't any tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was always tournaments for like expert players. And I know that this uh, other specific organization had like a, it was like a month long tournament. One, I don't even know how that would work. And two, tournaments should be done within the same time frame. Uh, So my brother was like, let's just, I'm going to create this. No one else is doing it. Um, and he did it for two years and he, he ran to su- successful league for two years, had, uh, just about, uh, 12 to 14 players. And he, uh, donated a lot of his, uh, revenue to suicide prevention, um, let me see, suicide prevention, um, nonprofits. Uh, so I thought, why don't we take what you've already built and now add the element of crypto, which is what I'm doing. So basically, I I got promoted as co-director uh, in, in order to bring crypto into this space. So it originated with the Super Versus League. And then going into the crypto space, I met with, uh, we call him Dr. Oz in the Discord. And through the Shiba search, um, they created a search engine that through their revenue, they burned this crypto called Shiba Inu token. Um, and through this organization, we were like, well, why don't we just create tournaments that burn this crypto as well, right? The whole point of SHIB is to burn this insane supply that's supposed to be impossible. Uh, but there are people that are going to take this uh, challenge. So what we did is all of our tournaments for the Super Versus League, all of the entry fees, we would collect them. And instead of pocketing them, we just burned them. So in hope that we were increasing our credibility as one, we're not scamming anybody because we're not even keeping the money. Uh, and two, um, now that we have this kind of association, what can we do with it? So one of the main things that we want to do through this uh, association uh, is to destigmatize gaming stereotypes. So talking with Dr. Oz, who works with mental health, mental health, uh, we wanted to give a space where or create a space where people could feel included in gaming. So this includes new players, uh, women, uh, and a- anybody who associates with the, identifies with the LGBTQ. So uh, this inspiration comes with seeing all of the gaming communities become too exclusive. Yeah, I've definitely um, gotten that vibe before. And I work with some college students myself who have definitely made some complaints about some specific communities being like a boys club, for instance, and not having space um, for women. And um, that's what I really appreciate about you guys. You know, um, we have a bit of a connection. We met a few months ago and I've been in the Sheep community on the Discord and everything. Just really appreciate how much you value input from everybody around the world, no matter, um, you know, uh, who you are, what you look like, what you identify as. So I can definitely vouch um, for the inclusivity in your in your organization. And sometimes it kind of feels like that meme with Charlie Day kind of, you know, being like yeah. doing yeah. It kind of feels like that sometimes because we're dealing uh, not only with one field or discipline. Um, one thing that I really enjoy is interdisciplinary conversations. So like mm-hmm. how can these different fields who are speaking the same language, but they just have different jargon for it. 
how can we put gaming and crypto in one space? So it might sound, my explanation might sound really convoluted, but uh, what's really important to to kind of identify here is that it's a new frontier. There's no, there is nothing here yet. So we're kind of creating this experience from this chaos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the chaos of creation. It is uh, a lot to uncover, especially when there's. Um, I was talking about this the other day with. Um, one of our guests, how there's nothing physical to quite look at yet because it hasn't been developed. So it makes it really hard, especially for our human brains to really like uh, take it in and understand what's going on in this space. So um, it sounds like you, you've you done quite a bit of research and uh, looking into some white papers and stuff and um, taking the helm with your brother in the crypto space while he kind of handles the tournaments. Um, I think that's a really great way for you guys to leverage your time. But I'm wondering, um, I know you guys have worked with some other organizations in the space. Would you mind talking a little bit more about the collaborative projects that you've worked on since you got um, you guys were founded? Also, how long ago did you create the the federation, Ivan? What, what year was it? Uh, it, it it's uh, it, around 2021. We uh, Dr. Oz made a, a group on Discord with members he believed uh, could take push this project forward. Got it. Uh, so it, it's only been about basically under six months. Um, and this uh, came from inspiration as as he has networked, uh, we, we've come in contact with people who can possibly give us that platform. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot from participating in pinball leagues and um, networking with, with the Shiba Inu community. One of the projects that we've been working with is Shiba BurnTube, who has a YouTube that a percentage of his ad revenue, again, goes to burning this token. Um, so he he does a good job of kind of telling everybody, hey, these are the projects that are legitimate and that you can support. On Twitter, he goes by Shiba Superstore. So everything that he does, he burns Shiba Inu token. One of the tournaments that we're going to be hosting in the near future is a Bricks Busters tournament. Okay. So it's, a, it's an app on the phone uh, where you basically have to break these bricks and all of that revenue goes to burning the Shiba Inu token. So sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, and this, this is going to kind of help promote uh, global engagement and community because everyone, this app is free. People can enter the tournament and there is a hundred dollar prize pool to this event. So most of the projects that we're working with are to help um, get the word out of what crypto is and how it can be useful uh, to esports. So bricks. So these tournaments, um, it's going to be just a pilot. It's just an experiment to see how it's going to go with an app game. But we want to explore. I think to the previous episode, he was working with tournaments with app games. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a really good place that we we can still explore. Yeah, yeah. He was looking for some partner, so it might be keen to connect you two. I'll have to send him this interview. <laughs> um, one other opportunity that we are that we are working with is uh, we're hoping to work with. Um, if everything goes well, we might have um, events in Las Vegas. Ooh, fun! So uh, we want to create a space for the youth, so they'll be able to participate in esports. Uh, do recreational activities, and also volunteer for community service. And what we want to do with this uh, partnership is that we want to help promote healthy 
sportsmanship. Yes. Because I think a lot of the times in esports, it's really common for to hear the term pop off. And I think with esports and other sports in general, I think that good sportsmanship is rare. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we want to do with the Ship Gaming Federation because of the Super Versus League is to kind of promote this mutual respect promote this integrity in the gaming sphere that's going to destigmatize a, a lot of the negative reputation that gamers do have. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity here to associate it with positive mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, really comes down to that education piece. And as an educator, you're kind of in a unique position to leverage your experiences to share the knowledge about this is what it means to be a good sports, uh, good person in esports. Like if you lose, you kind of kind of take it on the chin, you know, like don't explode on people, kind of like really um, identifying and um, pinching off that toxicity where it happens. Um, it's definitely a space that could use some assistance. So I'm glad that there's a group of folks working on that. Um, and especially as in-person events come back, you know, a lot of folks are um, maybe a little, their social skills need to be brushed up a little bit. So maybe they don't quite know how to remember how to carry themselves in these in-person situations. So having some sort of like guidelines or um, I suppose like curriculum, I don't know what it is that you have planned, but the way that um, you can communicate the the mutual respect and integrity that is in your values. Uh, And this kind of leads us to, to the next kind of project that we want to work on, which is, um, a space that's inclusive for women gamers. Um, It's becoming progressively more difficult to kind of enter this space, again, when there is this type of boys club attitude Mm -hmm. or that there's this misconception that men are better gamers than women. So with the Ship Gaming Federation, uh, we want to be able to kind of, uh, again, generate these spaces for future online hybrid events and even festivals uh, where we can kind of promote this cultural exchange and love of arts and humanities, which is, again, co-ed. Everything has to be not only uh, equal, but equitable. And and that's one of those terms that people really have to kind of wrestle with the nuance between what what is equal and what is equitable. Mm -hmm. Two very different things, uh, but fine line between them for sure. Um, So let's kind of veer into the topic of education. Um, I'm really curious about how you think that we can improve uh, teaching others about crypto and the blockchain, because we've talked before about this and, you know, we've discovered that education is one of those barriers of entry into really understanding what's going on, financial literacy, all of those sorts of things. So um, what do you think that we can do collectively to help others who are entering the space anew? So the the first thing to kind of combating those negative stereotypes in gaming culture, mental health, cryptocurrency, uh, is to stop thinking about as crypto as money laundering yeah. uh, or any type of scam. There are going to be projects out there that if you don't do your research, there's going to be high risk. Uh, so I think the first step really is to kind of helping people do their own research. And this comes back to how I teach English, right? Evaluate websites. Is it a .com site? Is it a .org site? Uh, what is the purpose? 
Do they have a mission statement? Do they have a roadmap? If it's like, hey, invest in this, you're going to get rich quick. That's obviously a red flag. Right. Um, one of the thing, other things that we can do to mainstream this type of adoption is to introduce people to what blockchain technology is, how it works, and what can it do? That's the most important question is what can blockchain technology do? Uh, and like I said in the beginning of this uh, uh, interview, it keeps transactions in the public eye. Uh, it makes peer-to-peer transaction quicker, safer, without middlemen or banks. Most of the time when we use a debit card, when we, when we pay with cash, it's peer-to-peer, right? That's the whole point of cash and why people like cash. And it's also it doesn't go into a bank. It's not transacted in the public eye. What the the benefits of making private transactions public is that you know where the money is and you can follow the money, especially if there are unethical transactions. But let me take a step back. So when you put a debit card in, it goes from the person spending the money to the merchant's bank. And every transaction, there's like 50 transactions. Everyone's taking pennies or multiple transactions until it reaches the merchant itself. Mm. What block what blockchain technology does is that it takes out all of that and it's just you directly to the merchant. And there's no people taking here and there, uh, which is the way that our financial system has been working the entire time, which is another reason why banks charge uh, overdraft fees, right? Which mm. is how are you going to charge people money when they don't have money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think to help mainstream adoption is educating people on what blockchain technology can do. <laughs> Not what it is, but what it can do is the more powerful question. Yeah, because that's what we're building towards. We're building towards what it can do. We're already aware of what it what it is capable of doing right now, but look ahead and this is what we're building towards, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's also going to, and I mentioned it earlier, the future of voting, not only in the United States, but other countries is going to be through blockchain technology. It's going to prevent what happened in the previous election about fraud. Mm-hmm. If it's everything's in the public, then there's no way that someone could muddle the numbers or keep trying to um, do backroom stuff. That's that's the benefits of blockchain technology, right? It's the transparency. I'm also really curious, especially in um, your space in uh, post-secondary education. Do you do? Are we seeing any coursework or um, pathways or uh, curriculum where? professors are looking into this? Has it been adopted into the curriculum yet? Are we still like dancing around it, considering it? But what have you seen in, in the collegiate space um, for educating about these topics? So the only place that you would get educated in crypto or blockchain tech would be as if you're in the financial mm. field or major or sector. Uh, even uh, people in the Fed like Gary Gensler are fully aware of the benefits of Bitcoin. Um, but to answer your question, there isn't a lot of curriculum unless you're in that field. Yeah. Um, and this just reminds me of the same problem that high schools have is even though you graduate high school, that doesn't mean that you leave with financial literacy, which is what they're supposed to do is prepare you for the real world. Um, <laughs> we can all laugh and, together. <laughs> <laughs> and even in college, uh, it, I have not seen financial literacy taught again, unless it's your field. Uh, but financial literacy belongs to everybody. And that's what crypto has the power to do. Um, one of the things that is the first part of resistance is learning the jargon, right? Yeah. So crypto, blockchain, 
layer one, layer two solutions. Um, and what's going to help mainstream this adoption is if people are more aware of what a layer two solution is. Uh, layer one is all Ethereum. If you've heard of Ethereum, the token NFTs, it's expensive to do anything on the main net, which is why people have problem with Ethereum and it's not accessible to the common person anymore, even though Ethereum was worth a dollar or less than a dollar at a point in time, just like Bitcoin. Hmm. Um, but layer two solutions solve the problem that Ethereum and Bitcoin have, which is in order to move money from one institution to another or from peer to peer, it costs money. It can cost money. So what layer two solutions are and how they improve uh, understanding is that when you make a transaction on a layer two solution, instead of it being $40, $50, depending on how many people are online, if a, if a lot of people are online, one transaction can cost up to $100, which is that's not realistic. Yeah, And that's where crypto went wrong. So what layer two solutions offer is in order to make a transaction or a swap from Bitcoin to another token, instead of paying $40 plus, it's less than a penny. In order to move the money, it's less than a penny. And I have experience working, uh, not working, using a layer two solution. Um, on Reddit, I came across the Ethereum subreddit uh, and just participating, they gave me this crypto called donuts. Right? You can make a crypto out of anything, right? So they gave me this crypto called donuts and I I wanted to learn more about this layer two solution. So I started asking questions They're like, okay, so you got to do this. And it's really complicated. So it's really hard to do without a guide. Yeah. But once I was able to move the crypto from layer one to layer two, and I know this sounds like I'm just talking nonsense. <laughs> once I moved it to layer two and I did the swap, it was less than a penny to convert my crypto to US dollars. I see. Uh, the only problem that I can still foresee is that transferring from layer two back to layer one can still be expensive. So there's a lot of problems with crypto still. Um, but I think once it becomes more mainstream and these layer two solutions are more successful, we're going to see crypto everywhere. It's going to be such an ubiquitous technology. It's going to be like breathing air. It's going to be like using a phone. Yeah. We're not even going to know we're using blockchain technology. Because that's how surrounded with it we're going to be. Yeah, more and more places are accepting it as a currency. I know it's Ch Chipotle, I think, even recently just started taking it. Yeah. Chipotle, AMC, Nordstrom, anywhere that you can use a Gemini app to pay, you can pay in Shiba Inu token, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, stable coins like um, the Gemini dollar or DAI. I don't even want to talk about the Luna fiasco, right? With their stable coin that lost. Um, but you can technically, if you did not know, you could pay at Nordstrom, Baskin Robbins, Barnes and Nobles, Bed Bath and Beyond, Bye Bye wow. Baby, Chipotle, The Coffee Bean, Famous Footwear, GameStop, Hot Topic, Nordstrom Rack, Office Depot and Office Max, Petco, Regal Theater, and Ulta Beauty with crypto, crypto right this second. Uh, perfect. I can get my eyebrow pomade from Ulta with the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you do read uh, my medium, I do talk about uh, this tipping point. So some people won't spend their crypto because they don't want to uh, spend the crypto like that. The pizza Bitcoin problem where the dude spent 100. I forget how many Bitcoin for two pizzas. And now Bitcoin's worth like 50 grand. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have spent my. So, you, 
<laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, there's all these questions that are really fun to talk about. It's like, when does cryptocurrency actually become a currency? And I think it's going to come with more mainstream adoption. I think it's well on its way. Uh, if, if merchants are accepting it as payment, is it, isn't it technically by definition considered a currency in and of itself, you know? And that's the tipping point. Yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. Once it tips over, there's no stopping it. Mm, interesting. Again, we're all peering over the edge waiting for it to just roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, um, Ivan, we're kind of sort of coming to the end of our questions here. I just want to open up. I see we have a few audience members. So, hey there. Who's that? This is Matilda Louise Rios. She is two. And when she's three, we're going to play Super Mario 3 together. I'm, oh, I'm hoping to continue this uh, intergenerational uh, gamer family. Absolutely. <laughs> she she does that. know who Mario is, though. She goes, oh, oh yeah. heck yeah. That's right. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get her on one of the tournaments. She'll be the one who takes home the prize pool at three years old. <laughs> That's awesome. You never know. Yeah, but if there's any questions in the audience, we'll, we'll take them now. But other, otherwise, while we wait, since it's on a bit of a delay, Ivan, um, where can we find you and your group online? Do you have a Discord channel, a website, anything like that? Yes. So we have uh, a link tree. If you can, I put it in the chat. Uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to. It's on the right hand side of the uh, the thing there. You can also Discord message it to me, and I can post it if you can't find it in Restream. Okay. Yeah. So we have, let me, I think I see the, let's see, private. I put the chat in there. Uh, so we have a link tree that links to um, the Super Versus League Twitch, to Wicked X Ages Twitch, where he also, um, so what, one thing that I forgot to mention is that if people watch our stream, uh specifically mine i give 50 percent of my ad revenue i convert it to shib and i give it away to my viewers i'm the first and only twitch channel to reward its viewers with shiba inu token wow um it also has the link tree has our super versus league events and tournaments um we and we also has the super versus league twitter you can find me on Twitter as well, uh, Professor Void. Um, but the link tree should have most of our links in one spot. Sweet. I just put it up on the uh, the video platform. But um, if anybody has a link tree, it's forward slash super BS league. Um, but it is on the video stream on the bottom. Yeah. And I just want to give a quick thank you to uh, his name is Mr. Spectre. And without him creating his Mr. Ship spot, I would not be able to reward ship to the viewers if it wasn't for him. So thank you, That's Mr. Incredible. Spectre. And thanks for rewarding your viewers for being um, uh, loyal and, I guess, audience members. I think that's really awesome. That's not something that you see often. Yeah, um, it it's really weird to say this in, in America, but I'm not, at heart, I'm not a true capitalist. I, I think that uh, giving back uh, it, it, it's an uh, act of remembering where you came from. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we, I have personally donated more than $300 to giving away Shiba Inu tokens to members, uh, people from Indonesia, uh, from well, what other countries do we have, um, to Korea. I, I, all the members from the TIPCC are from all around the world. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that I did not mention is if you follow 
We do play music as well. And all of the proceeds that go from our band Zeitgeist and the Mage uh, go to Burning Shiva Inu Token. Uh, we hope to perform in the future as well. So you can find us on Spotify uh, and on Bandcamp. Uh, which link would be better? Spotify, um, right? Yes, I mean Spotify and I'll put that one up also. Yeah, so um, that's just another uh, project that's part of the Ship Gaming Federation is that we, again, we we want to get to the point in the future where we host hybrid tournaments and have festivals with bands and music. And uh, there, there's so much potential in yeah. this new frontier. And I love how you're touching on all of the awesome entertainment spaces like music and gaming. And I think we're having a music production company that recently uh, ideoed on the platform next week. So it's just like, it's kind of like all coming together, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's all come together. Uh, so yeah, if there's, if there's any um, questions from the audience or like one thing that I want to do is I really do want to generate curriculum in an English 1A class at a college and high school level that does teach financial literacy. I think that it's one of those uh, things that are missing from high school education and college level education. And I always ask myself, why is it that they don't want you to be financially literate? And there's all sorts of answers to that. Yeah, yeah. None of them are necessarily right nor wrong, but there are many, many answers to that question. <laughs> but hey, we're going to be at the front end, trying our best to educate others, change change the system, change the narrative, right? So Ivan, uh, thank you so much for your time today and speaking on behalf of your community. What you're doing is great. I know you guys are really early in, in the um, startup phases of this, but uh, consistency and um, you know loyalty pays off. So I think that um, you have a good group working for you that will push things ahead. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, looking forward, uh, we will explore uh, Oculus and uh, VR tournaments so you know again where, where we're gonna go no one knows there's just so much uh activity and um investment opportunities uh, of your time all you have to do is take the time to learn more about esports and crypto and the future is you know what you make of it um it's it's just a, a strange times to be alive yeah, it is. We're trying our best out here. <laughs> well, Ivan, I hope you enjoy the rest of your sunny day in California. I'll do the same here in Philly. It's getting a little windy out here, but uh, I'm going to try and get some time outside in the sun. Um, until next time, everybody will be up uh, next week with episode 31. But Ivan, thank you so much. You take care. Bye. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too.